Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Thank you. We're here. Yeah. So this is actually going to be a sprint run. So catch me if you can. Yeah. Um, I won't get used to this so quickly. So I sincerely want to appreciate uh, the privilege that's extended to me to stand before you and share what the Lord has laid in my heart. I believe if uh, this service would just close right now, we've taken one or two things that we can actually work with. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. I've been blessed already, but I'll just add this little um, that the Lord has laid in my heart on it. And the good thing I've, I've, I've seen is that God's Spirit is one. He's not an author of confusion. So it doesn't start leading this way, then, you know, it doesn't cause chaos. One of the most popular stories that Jesus told is the story we know today as the story of the Good Samaritan. It's quite popular, not just within the Christian faith, but outside of the Christian faith as well. So I'll just share a few things that I call practical lessons from the Good Samaritan. It can be found in the book of Luke chapter 10 from verse 25 to 37. I won't bore you with reading the entire text because my timer is counting down. God bless you. So that story was actually Jesus' response to an inquisitive lawyer who wanted Jesus to clarify who his neighbor was. He came to Jesus, he asked, uh, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And I believe whatever side of the divide that you stand, whether in the Christian faith or outside, I believe eternity is a big issue, right? So he said, what do I need to do to inherit in eternal life? Jesus told him, you're a lawyer, you know the law. What does the law say? He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So this guy probed a bit further. I guess maybe in his mind he was thinking, I'm taking care of my own. I look after my family. Who exactly is my neighbor? Who else do I need to extend love to? My next door neighbor, everyone on my street, everyone at work. Who is my neighbor? So Jesus told this story. A man, we know that story, don't we? Okay, thank you. So basically, a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho on the road got robbed, got beaten, left half dead on the way. And the priest walked past, saw him, looked the other way. The Levites, the same thing, walked past, saw him, looked the other way. And then Jesus said, a certain Samaritan happened to be passing across the same way and saw the man. And I like how the scripture puts it. It said, he had compassion but a certain Samaritan, as he joined it, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had what? Compassion. Have we had compassion today in the stories and everything so far? Yeah. He said he had compassion. So he went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on, and pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Why did he do that? Because he had compassion. Thank you. Jesus ended this parable by giving this lawyer a charge. He told him, so which of these three do you think was the neighbor to him 
who fell among the thieves, since the question was about probing who his neighbor was, isn't it? And the man responded, the one who showed him mercy, then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. What do we take home from this? Compassion is all that counts. Compassion is all that makes the difference. Compassion is what makes two people look at the same problem. One goes, nah, that's not my business. The other goes, how can I make a difference? We all have been blessed. We are all beneficiaries of the goodness of God. So, in one way or the other, we all have something to give. For some of us, maybe it's just our time. Mary just shared, like, I'm retired. I have loads of time. I can give that. So, for some of us, it's just a ti- our time. For some of us, it's just a smile. For some of us, just a text message is all we need to give to bring brightness into someone's troubled day. For some of us, we have resources that can make a huge difference when channeled to where it's needed. For some of us, you don't even have to do anything at all. You see the problem, you know where the solution lies, all you need to do is just be the bridge in between. For some of us, someone needs our prayer. Jesus told that lawyer, go and do likewise. And while I was thinking about this, uh, I believe doing the stuff is what we are familiar with as a house. And uh, I just want to add this bit to it. Do the stuff and do it with compassion. Do the stuff and do it with compassion. During the week, um, so I started leadership college. For those of you that have not heard it from David or Nick before, that's the, yeah. And during one of our breakout sessions this week, we were talking about empathy, and a guy said something that really stuck with me. He said he had worked in the care sector for a long time, and he said this is what he thinks compassion is in a practical way. He said in his job, there are procedures to get things done. And if you need to dress a vulnerable adult, there are procedures to get the job done. If you do this, do this, do this, do this, at the end of the day, you've done the task. And he said, it's possible to do this task and get the job done by simply just following the procedures. And it's also possible to do it and do it with compassion. He said, both ways you get the job done, but doing it with compassion leaves the person better than you've left, you've left you, you met them. You've not only put cloth on their bodies, but you've also given life to their spirits. You've put a smile on their face. So do the stuff and do it compassionately. Show compassion without bias, without prejudice, without stereotyping. Show compassion with a large heart. And I'll end on this note. And uh, it's, some, it's something like um, I've heard quite, for some ye- some years back, and it's it's stuck with me ever since. It's something my pastor back at home in Nigeria used to say. He would say, "Seek relevance, not prominence," and he would go ahead and explain that prominence is you seeking the spotlights, doing it for the show, doing it for the gram, going live with it and all that. I don't. 
I'm not saying everything we put out there is entirely wrong, but seeking relevance is simply seeing a need and being the solution. Seeking relevance simply means see a need, meet it. See a gap, fill it. They need a bridge, be it. Because eventually, prominence goes after relevance. But seeking prominence can end in error. I think this is a good time to start coming to land. And uh, can you come up? Yes, I'm done. That's amazing. What a guy. <laughs>